Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. There was a last last minute substitution. Uh, We had a call to the bullpen. And there he is here this morning. Happy to be here. I don't always get to share the screen with Miss Lori. So uh, it's an honor. It's an honor for me. Same here. And uh, we got a great show. We got a very, very exciting week. In less than 48 hours, we will be in person, not only live, but in person. So for those of you who are stragglers and wait to the last minute, come on, rush on in. Let's get this thing going. We got a a great morning plan that day. Uh, So hopefully you decide to join us, change whatever your day is and join us. Um, So um, not such a great weekend for the Florida sports teams. Mm, No. Yeah, Friday night was very disappointing, huh, Jake? Yeah, look, I, I think if you've been following the Heat, you know their shortcomings. I think uh, whenever a team gets to the finals, I think the rest of the town rallies around and doesn't understand why the team is built up the way it is or the certain things that I know that you've been watching all year. Um, so it's kind of a culmination of decisions that were made through a year, not the decisions made in the moment, which I think is a business lesson. Things show up way further down the road than they do in the actual moments. Uh, but we're playing a really good team. You're in the finals. You have to execute at a very high level. You have to be perfect. We are not perfect right now. And so you find yourselves down 3-1. Uh, the Panthers very similar. I think they fight their ass off every night, but seem to lack some in the talent department. That is sports at the end of the day. Yeah. So I think I, I think for me, the, the more realistic opportunity is the Panthers could come back more than the Heat. But I guess you just never know. So I have a question. If the Heat, because the Heat have not been, right, they're not getting their shots, for one, which is one of the problems. You think if they were, it'd be different? Because Denver is just, they're so, just huge. These guys so, are so big and powerful. I mean. I think the, uh, so there's a statistic. They've shot under 40 or under 45% from three in the four games. The one game that they shot above 45%, they shot about 50% from three, and they won by three in a game where Denver had to play absolutely abysmal down the stretch, miss almost every shot down the stretch for us just to barely win. So when you then shoot 30%, you take 15 percentage points away. At no point were we really in that game. And it's the third, it's the third win for them that that has felt that way, which is not good. And that's a very outmatched... I don't think it's an effort thing. We play hard. Um, I just think we're completely outsized and outmatched. Yeah. I think what it bodes well for, if you're a forecaster, is that they will be forced to shop and bring in another dude. (laughs) So should be interesting. Lori, you had a great weekend. I saw you were back in. Were you in Marco? Uh, We did. So Friday night, we left halfway through the game. Mike, first of all, was getting aggravated that they were losing and they weren't getting their shots. Um, And so he was like, let's go. So we got on the road and we went straight to Marco, uh, got there about 1230, slept in and then spent the weekend. We we hooked up with Susan and Bill because they were there for the Winterfest um, board retreat and uh, had some dinner with some friends of ours. And it was just a really... I, I bed rotted part of the weekend. Oh, don't, don't, that's for, we for that. When we get to that, everybody will understand what that I, I will say, so me and Lori were actually sitting complete parallels to each yeah. other or opposites, you know, where I could see. 
And I don't, you guys are big Heat fans. During the playoffs, we wear white. We're supposed to wear white in the arena. You did. He wore, a red, he wore a red jersey. So I look across the way and I go, who's wearing a red jersey? And go figure, there's Lori sitting right next to him. And then, Gab, and then Gabby and Mark were two rows behind I him. Were two, so it was funny. I got to watch you guys the entire game, which is funny. Yeah. Very, very nice. Well, um, Friday uh, for me was – we went to the game Thursday night, but Friday got to get out on the golf course. Uh, we went to play at Grand Oaks. That's our friend Aiden who was in from Tampa. And I will tell you, I have not hit a golf ball in 15 months. Actually did not even know where my clubs were because I had moved. Shay reminded me that they were in storage. I went and got them, and I think Jake will validate – I played really well. So they, they did not get a range session in before. So he did not get a breakfast ball for all you golf fans. He stepped up on T1, drove it right down the fairway uh, with his driver and proceeded to pretty much not miss the entire day. Um, the rest of the game is always questionable. But uh, the, he, if you need anybody for a best ball format or you know anything like that, he is absolutely unreal. But it was a great day. Uh, it was slow pace. It wasn't crazy day on the court. It was hot. It was rainy, but we made it work. Um, really was just a, an, a great weekend filled with great people. So it's awesome. hard not to be and thankful. Then, uh, for me, Saturday night, the highlight was having dinner with the Cagnettas. Uh, uh, Andy's been on the show. Andy and Allison are, I believe, the most philanthropic people I know, and yet down to earth and fun. And we, we just have a wonderful time with them. They were leaving for the Bahamas Sunday morning, so we got together Saturday night. Great stuff, all good things, but we got a great show for you today. We have huddle headlines, so we're going to see what's in the news and get everybody's opinion on it, but we know we can't start until Shay decides to wake us up. So for those of you who were at the game Friday night, I was not there, but Conor McGregor was there. I know Mark just got done watching his, uh, you know, his documentary was very impressed with him and he's re he's doing a project. Shay, do you not have it loaded? Here we go. We're starting out. Wonderful. Uh, so um, I will tell you, he, is promoting a new product. It's like a pain relief product. Mm -hmm. And he did it like a spiff or a spoof with Bernie. And then he goes out there and they're supposed to be playing around and he absolutely blasts. I don't know if you saw this. Did you guys see it live? No, no. I, it must happen in this during halftime or the second half. I don't know. Shay, we good? Okay. So uh, Jake, did you see it live or no? Yeah. Okay. So, did you think it was play, or what? What was your? It seemed, it seemed like play. Look, I, I, um, 
I don't know what the real story is. Look, they either asked him to do that and he was really smart. But, like, if you read the report on what he did when he went to the hospital, all he got was some, like, minor pain meds. So seems like a little bit of a smart play by him. You know, if you look at the players who run off the field sometimes and, like, push cameramen, and the cameraman then presses charges and assault. And so I don't, I don't, it seemed, look, he was promoting a brand that was now going to be the official spray of the Miami Heat. It was nothing. It was like a little spoof. It was like if you watch the Heat Panther or the, the Knights game, they did like an actual show of him. Like, the last time, let's go one I thought was funny and then when I saw the report the second one he was down and out man <laughs> just you know, so it's poor planning for I'm not I'm not a fan of his so I can't really go into this conversation I, I, I I'm just not a fan I, I think he's whatever you whether you are a fan or not you know his yeah name, you know his personality but there are um, there are, there are boxers who had class and who were were had um I don't. I, he's just not my my cup. In his in his words, he doesn't give a fook about anybody. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what I don't really love about it. So I'm going to jump into huddle headlines. Shay, do we have huddle headlines music? Because this is always. I'll give Shay a little grace today because someone decided to drive up on his car uh, on his Jeep while he was driving here today. So he's a little off his game. So we talk about looking at the headlines, looking at the news, and you know, you can decide your track. You can affirm what you want to do. This was a headline from last week. It talked about the May jobs report. Breaking news, U.S. employers added 340,000 jobs in May, an upswing in hiring that defied expectations of a slowdown. Um, I, this whole recession conversation, I say bullshit. So I, I don't know if anybody watches Squawk Box, but um, last week they had the two chief of, former chiefs of staffs, one for, from Trump and one from Biden. And they talked about the, the economy at a macro level and they said, we've, it, we're in very good economic shape, right? From a macro level, the, the, the thing that is, is getting people talking is that it's hitting their pocketbooks, right? So the car prices, they're starting to come down now because, right, the chips are in and they're manufacturing again at full speed, right? So we're going to see, people are going to see their pocketbooks hit less, right? Eggs went from whatever, $7, they're back down to three bucks, right? So we're starting to see it affect us, right in a different way now it's starting to recover but at, at that macro level the the economy is, is strong so uh, i think a lot of people like to use scare tactics in order mm. to create movements and to get people to do something and i'll speak just for our industry you know other sales coaches i even see tony robbins like using their paid marketing to be like in this uncertain times, in this times of downturn and using negative rhetoric in order to get somebody to buy something is the problem. So we're not talking about realities. Everyone's trying to use whatever they think is the right way to persuade somebody. And it creates this image 
of where do you actually get your information from? Who do you trust? What are your trusted sources? I would argue and tell you the news is very biased one way or the other. So if you want to watch one, the next day you should probably watch the other one. And do your best in order to get a holistic view and, or where you're getting your information or find sources that aren't biased and then build your you know kind of perspective on that. What a great segue because the next headline comes from a TikTok trend. Shay, show me the headline. Bed rotting doesn't mean Gen Z is lazy, but is it really self-care? The latest TikTok trend is just a new variation on staying in bed all day, glamorizing that might not be the best idea, but I want Jake first. You're the youngest here. Give me, what is bed rotting? <laughs> so what is bed rotting? So I, 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 as of June 11th, I didn't know what bed rotting was until you told me this morning that bed rotting meant that you stay in bed all day, I guess, and it's a form of self, self-care. For me, my, my days off are very far, you know, few in between. And so whenever I had a day, I love to lay in bed because it's something I don't do on a normal basis. I spend maybe five hours in bed on a, on a normal week over and over and over again. Um, so I just use it as self-care person. Like I slept for, honestly, I slept till 11 yesterday. I got up, I did something and then I went back to bed till noon, until four. Uh, it's whatever you need to get back to neutral. And that goes for anything. Uh, so I don't use it as a bad term, I guess. I just, yeah, like laying in bed every once in a while and watching some Netflix. So it says the, the trend <laughs> has over 305 million views on TikTok. And they're saying in the article, it's not as gross as it sounds. It's fairly accurate term for an old fashioned day of wasting away in bed after a chaotic week. And it says the only thing new is that it they're labeling it self-care. But I agree. I would, with I, would argue, I would argue that they do it more. Like you shouldn't be doing that multiple days a month. Like that's, I think is the problem is that they regularly use that as a reason not to be productive. Like, I can't just take days off and waste days of the month every every month. It's very certain circumstances, but uh, Laura, you like to, you know, I think bed rot in uh, Marco Island and stuff like that. So what's your opinion? Well, first of all, I agree with Sarah, and it's the first thing I was going to say. is It's a horrible name, okay? I mean, it's just horrible. Come up with something different, but that's horrible. It sounds okay? like a bad mattress as well. Really, it just sounds awful, number one. Number two, I mean, look, I was your age once, okay? It was a long time ago, but when we went out, right, and we went out on a Friday night and we stayed out all night, and, you know, yeah, Saturday or Sunday, you stayed in bed all day. That's what you did, right? Um, but we didn't call it bed rotting. We didn't make excuses for it. And we certainly didn't call it self-care. It was just that we had a long night. We were tired. We stayed in bed. We vegged out, right? And that's what we called it. I, I just think, first of all, I don't know that I would call it self-care, but I also think that there's something that comes before, right? And the article references it and that's balance, right? So if you're going out every night and you got a right bed rot every on the weekend every weekend eh, maybe you need to get things in perspective a little bit but i mean look i'm bed rotting in marco because i don't have any freaking balance in my life i'm exhausted my my brain is dead so but even that i just laid on the couch i slept till 10 got up went for breakfast did a couple of things and then I laid in the afternoon from two to four and took a nap on the couch. That's not bad. I forget the term, but there is a term 
that when people are have so lack of control of their own calendar that at night they choose to stay up because it's the only time that they feel like they're in control and therefore don't sleep. So I think there's probably a little bit, some of that, you know, of like, I just need to get away from everything, which is an overload. Cause I think whether work is your only priority, you should have some other priorities. Like I love using my off days for self care to go work out, to eat healthy, to prioritize my brain in that fashion because I'm either so torched from work or, you know, get shaked or all the other priorities I have. So that's kind of how I choose to use the off day. I don't love using it to sleep all day. And even at the end of the day yesterday, I got up, I did laundry, I worked out. I just kind of reverse engineered my day because I wanted to sleep in the early part. Yeah, I'm with Jake. I mean, if I really want to veg out and I want to relax, I also, a day of pampering to me, right? I'll go for a massage, I'll go for a mani-pedi. Right. That's my way. Energizing. I don't think laying in bed is very energizing. And there are certain times where sleep is the contrary. contrary, It makes you more lazy. And if I wouldn't have got up at the end of the day yesterday, I'd have been groggy today. I wouldn't have been very happy. I knew that I get fulfilled by certain activities or certain things being set up for the week. So I think it's just really finding those activities that bring you joy and energize you rather than deplete you. So it's good to yeah. see Joni Knight back in I the know, home. Joni's back. Joni, hope life is treating you well. So, you know, one of the things that we teach in our time management uh, uh, module, which we will be doing live on Wednesday, yeah. is self-care happens every minute of every day. You know, so you don't have to wait till you're totally burnt out, just like a car in a race. You know, pit stops are really, really important. But with all of that great conversation, We are finally playing Nirvana this morning. Uh, I can't even believe that I remember really enjoying Nirvana at a time. It was crazy. I was going to so, say, I don't know. I mean, yeah, there, was, there, was a bar, there was a bar that got really popular. It was on Oakland and Federal, and it was like a beach club, the Baja Beach Club. The Baja Beach Club. Yeah. Remember that? And that, that's where, like, when they would light Nirvana up, and the place would go berserk. So, anyway. How you, how you guys remember some of this stuff is really impressive. I'll just yeah. point that 
Not, I, I was that was 25 years ago, Jake. I used to go there with your mother, so <laughs> it's crazy, man. So, last topic of the day, and, and we're running out of time, but it's a really good one sneakers in the Oval Office, man. <laughs> so, there is this whole conversation going on. Uh, Shay, do you have, happen to have the picture of the guy in shorts, Joe Fetterman? No, okay. So Joe Fetterman uh, in Pennsylvania, he shows up to a Senate press conference in shorts (laughs) and a hoodie. People are wearing. So I want your take, you guys, on are sneakers appropriate anywhere, anytime? Uh, You know, um, I don't think this is a new trend. I mean, listen, years ago, I used to wear sneakers right? Because I would have to walk from from Penn Station to my office up in the 40s. Now, typically you would get there and you would change into your heels, right? But sometimes you didn't in the morning, right? Maybe you did if you had a meeting to go to. But if you were just in your office, you might keep your sneakers on. What I do think is interesting is I do think that I I think it's okay if they're nice, right? Kind of the new dress sneakers. There's so many. I mean, Mike's been wearing sneakers now for a few years, but he always wore them with the black sole, not the white sole. So they didn't look like sneakers, right? And they were always designer and they were nice. I think people should be comfortable, but I also think that there's a fine line. Like even I look at the sports, right? You look at the hockey coach, he had on a suit. He might've had on sneakers, but he had on a suit. You look at basketball, you look at football. Nobody, the coaches don't dress the way they used to. Don Trula was always in a suit and tie. I think we've lost some of that. But I think the sneaker thing, if they're nice, I, I'm okay with it. But I will say one thing. So they're okay in Tallahassee in the Capitol, but women cannot wear sneakers in the Capitol. I wanted to wear my Gucci sneakers one day, and they told me, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I think we, all, I think we can all tell what someone's intention is. You know, like if you intentionally didn't try to look presentable or be respectful, I think it shows. You know, if you wore a dirty piece of snake, like everybody knows when you try to look nice. I don't think it's a secret, you know, or maybe not. But I've in my history and like looking at me, I know when I try to look right. Now, I think there's also, are they coming to you or are you going to them is also like, if somebody's coming to me and it's my house, I'm going to look the way that I want to look. But I have to then take somebody else's style expectation into account if I'm going somewhere else. I have to understand the people that I'm going to be around. Now, I can operate within the guardrails of being like, look, I'm going to push it a little bit, but I think I can get away with it, still be presentable. But some things are bigger than a person. Like, it doesn't matter who's in the White House. I don't know that I'm wearing sneakers to the White House. Like, I think there are certain places, like for me, for football traveling, I was always in a suit and tie with dress shoes. Like that was, I hated it. I hated wearing ties, but it was a business trip. And when it was a true business trip, it meant shirt, tie, like things were expected because it made me feel better and put my brain in a situation that I was better to operate. And so I think there's a little bit of both taking circumstances from both sides, kind of taking context from both sides. But I think the old guard of like, you have to wear a suit and tie, you have to do this. It's so old school and themselves. I'll give you this context. You know, as a speaker, everybody was shirt and tie and shoes. I, the first time I did that, when I spoke at Jerry's group, I was all duded up 
And I was standing there for 90 minutes. My feet were killing me, man. I was like, wait a minute. I'm going to move to these fashion sneakers, who, by the way, were more expensive than the freaking shoes, <laughs> you know? And so I said, I'm wearing sneakers, I'm wearing jeans, and I'm wearing a badass blazer. And, and so to your point, Jake, and, I, and I'm really glad that we're having this conversation, it's how you wear it. If you wear it and you are dressed and polished and ready, people know that you are presentable. If you wear it where your shoes are dirty, your nails are dirty, you're wearing crinkled clothes, it doesn't work, man. So presentation is so significant. It better fit your personality. Because if you're going to do something different than the rest of the group, you're going to stand out. You better be able to make an impact far beyond just what you wear. Like you better be able to back it up and what you say and how you act and how you carry yourself. Because I think it's going to open up to people to think about a certain way and have these stereotypes about how you might be and stuff like that. Listen, how we show up, right? It's how we show up. And I, and and by the way, I think Jake said it. It's you also have to know your audience. When I have a, a gentleman who comes to see me and he's a donor, he's 80 years old. I can assure you that if I were wearing sneakers, it would not. He would it it he would not look at me the same way. But if you were coming to JA, like, right? So I think you have to know your audience, yeah. and you still have to know that guy. You just said you're not worth me wearing shoes. But I will tell you, Helen sees my closet full of beautiful shoes and she goes, Why are you always wearing sneakers? You look great wearing shoes, shoes with jeans, shoes, whatever. It's a great conversation. For those of you who are looking, I'll be remiss if I didn't say free the leg. It is summer. It's way too hot to be wearing pants everywhere. We should allow shorts to be in places. Knees aren't offensive. It's too hot. It's too hot. So, I'm just I telling just you. It's way too hot. If you're looking for a topic to discuss on social media, bring up the conversation. See what other people say. We are less than 48 hours away from seeing you in person. Sign up. Give it to a friend, bring a friend. It's Wednesday, it's bring a huddle, friend in a huddle day, we'll be in person. Come have a coffee with us. We'll see you early Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow. I will see you tomorrow, where am I I don't even know what I have today. Mark will be feeling better tomorrow, he'll be back. I'll be back on Thursday, but most importantly, let's get down to business. Yes. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. My friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down.